I'm Jack Edwards. On this episode of the Nesson My Story podcast, Brandon Carlo reflects on his journey from growing up near Pikes Peak to playing in the hub of hockey. Just the connection that you can feel to the world. Um, you know, it's a breath of fresh air. It's where I find peace. Very blessed to join the league when I was 19. Brandon Carlo may end up being the next stud horse. You start to see the teams that are getting into playoffs and all the excitement is starting to build up. and. You're just ready for that. I get an injured Bruin here. It's Carlo. From that moment on, I saw a lot of things floating around in my eyes, and I've been through 82 games at that point. Finally getting that dose of the playoffs was one of the best experiences of my life. Rebound! Nice score! Brandon Carlo short-handed. An NHL defenseman, yes, but Brandon Carlo has a higher calling. You shall reap what you have sown. My parents are a huge part of that. Obviously, both of them have given me so many different uh, characteristics that I've just fed off from them. My dad was one of the hardest workers that I've ever seen. You know, as I got older, I started to recognize the, the things that they were doing for me um, to be able to make my dream come true. I try to do things that would be more positive in the eyes of God uh, in a way of helping others and just being kind. He grew up in the shadow of Pikes Peak. Everybody knows about Colorado Springs, but relatively few of us have actually been there. Mm -hmm. Can you take us into your hometown? Um, from where I grew up, it's suburbia. Uh, a lot of houses, a lot more space than you'll find here in Boston. It was a great place to grow up. Colorado Springs is known for the Air Force Academy, so there's a lot of Air Force families throughout that area, so a lot of transition between friends growing up. Overall, beautiful place, a lot to do outside, and you know the, the weather with the 300 days of sunshine a year can't really be beat. What do you love most about being outdoors? I think just the connection that you can feel to the world. Um, you know, it's a breath of fresh air. Obviously, it's, it's where I find peace. You know, there's something to be said there with just that, you know, feeling that you get from just that quietness from the outdoors. Carlo's parents, Lenny and Angie, remember Brandon's love for the outdoors. If there was anything outside to do, he'd rather do that than sit inside. They were always out in the cul-de-sac playing hockey, you know, playing basketball. All the kids would migrate to our driveway to do that. It was funny, you'd pull up in the, in the cul-de-sac and there was 10 kids out there Pretty much every night. I mean, it, they, they just love playing. Were you always the biggest kid in neighborhood pickup games? Yeah, for sure. Uh, when I was young as well um, as I am today, I was probably the most uncoordinated at times as well. But um, one of the bigger guys for sure uh, in kindergarten classes and whatnot, I was always the tallest. So um, when I got here and was playing with Z, uh, that was a little bit of a different experience. But uh, no, it definitely definitely had that size from, from my dad. Were you able to dominate as a young athlete, like eight, nine years old? Uh, yeah, I'd say, um, you know, some things with athleticism came to me, um, you know, in, in a positive way. Brandon was playing park and rec football and the coach came to me and said Mr. Carlo you know Brandon's gonna have to make a decision if he wants to play hockey or if he wants to play football I'm like well that's simple he's gonna play hockey and he goes well he's one of the best players we have I'm like I know but he wants to play hockey I said we're just doing this to keep him in shape 
Well, Brandon got every touchdown on that team except for the one game he missed. At the end of the season, the coach came back to me and said, okay, can we just have Brandon on Saturdays? I'm like, no, he's got to practice. He goes, no, I, I just need your son. I don't care. He can do all the hockey he wants, but can he just come in on Saturdays and be our quarterback? Overall, with hockey and whatnot, I started to really gain confidence when I was probably 13 to 16 within that time range and um, just started to develop in a different way to have that strength and ability to be confident out there and just, you know, dominate in certain ways. And, um, you know, I think the work has just always been something that I wanted to put in. So from there, it just continued to go. He would go up the road to the Colorado Thunderbirds. A lot of lessons learned along I-25. My mom would go to work and pick me up right after school and uh, have a meal ready in the car and then we'd drive an hour each way to practice and back. So uh, got a lot of, got to spend a lot of time with her. They're inseparable. I mean, those two, yeah, sorry, but <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's an amazing relationship to have. He's a mama's boy, I mean, for the most part, and I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm the 24th, he's the 26th of November. He was almost born on my birthday. <laughs> we spent a lot of hours in the car together, driving back and forth to Denver, so we became very close with that situation. A lot of big decisions were made on those drives too. You know, as I got older, I started to recognize the, the things that they were doing for me um, to be able to make my dream come true. And with that, there was a lot of gratitude in that. A junior team 1,100 miles away drafted him in the 10th round when he was 15. Elevation 5,000 feet lower to the next rung higher. Why did you choose the hockey route as opposed to following academia at least for a year or two or maybe three or four? Being young during that time and making that decision uh, was where I felt like I was most wanted at the time to, to go um, to the WHL and having that route to, to go and still have college eligibility with each year that I played in the WHL was um, definitely the deciding factor um, to, you know, not throw away college completely, but to be able to just focus and kind of put all my marbles in one bag and just go at this full head of steam. He felt that he wanted to just really focus on one or the other. He's the type of kid that he knew that if he had to focus on both at the same time, that may be a situation that he wasn't successful like he wanted to be in one or the other. My size, uh, my skating ability at the time, I felt like I could continue to progress going that route. So I did and um, things worked out and I'm very blessed for that. When he did move to Washington, that's where, you know, my faith really had to come into play because I had to realized that he wasn't going to be part of my everyday life. So it was, you know, I had to live by faith and not by sight. Giants clear. Brings it in, the left wing big hit, Brandon Carlo. So tell us about the process of playing in, in the WHL. As I look back on it, I miss it at times. Junior hockey, nobody has families or wives to go home and attend to afterwards. So it's all about just hanging out with the guys and um, having fun outside of the rink was, was definitely a, a great thing for me. I feel like I did a good job developing there. Each day just kind of tried to have the same mindset um, that I want to make the NHL and become a professional. WHL has a reputation of being still a rough and tumble league. I think I might have fought in my first game for the first time ever. Uh, the guy had a beard and I barely even had one peach fuzz on my face. So. 
that was an interesting situation, but it was great. I think that's something that I needed, definitely to continue to grow my game in different ways. Here comes Bink Brandon to the net, his shot, he's tilted and scored! It just prepares you more for pro. Harlow buries it on the glove! Trying to make it in the NHL, there's a lot of ups and downs and his faith became stronger through that whole process. During that time, just wanted to continue to play with that confidence that I had and uh, grow my game and give everything that I could to, to making this dream come true. The towering teenager went from Washington State to the NHL entry draft in Sunrise, Florida. Second round, 37th overall to the Boston Bruins. Totally remember, I mean, that's like one of my best days of my life. Waiting for his name to be called, that was nerve-wracking, but exciting at the same time. Ruins pick from Try to See the American, I'm like, that can't be Brandon. They're like, Brandon Carlo, and I'm like, I mean, I was speechless. I mean, I literally was like, like the Bruins? I'm like, me not knowing much about hockey, but knowing the Bruins is part of the original six and the Boston Bruins, it, your whole life, everybody's grown up knowing who that team is. I mean, it was surreal. I mean, I still... I mean, I still remember grabbing Brandon's leg like, are you kidding me? <laughs> his very first hockey team, his number was 37, and that's the number he was drafted in the draft, and just a surreal feeling. We were just like, what? <laughs> He's actually drafted. This is amazing. So it was fun to see him walk down there, put that jersey on, and, and he had a smile from ear to ear. It was just it was a very special moment. The kid who grew up near Pikes Peak had a chance to play in the hub of hockey. He made the most of it. So from draft day to your NHL debut, time must have moved pretty quickly. Definitely. Um, coming into camp before my first year, uh, didn't really know what to expect um, and came in, had a, my mindset on the big club, um, but no expectation whatsoever. Bruins assistant coach Kevin Dean liked what he saw. For a young kid, he stays out of trouble. And those are the kids that generally can transition well to the next level. There's enough trouble in a hockey game, you don't need to add to any. You know, the combination of that and being able to close plays off and end plays, it you know, should project well. I was fortunate enough to, to make the big club right out of uh, camp. I'm a competitive guy in each and every way. I always have been growing up. I always wanted to beat my older brothers and everything that we did. So um, I'm just really excited to get that opportunity and you know prove myself out there against the top lines. This is Brandon's fourth year, and it's still hard to even believe that he's in the NHL and playing for the Boston Bruins but his first game I mean you know you take a kid out of the like even when he came from Thunderbirds and went to WHL you hear a lot of things about how physical it is and it's a, it's another level up the NHL is like this much higher up and you're like okay there's my son out there 19 years old playing against guys like Ovechkin a little bit like hope he doesn't get checked too hard or hit too hard but he, he played just fine for me I would have been like scared he was like ah, no problem just playing the game Harlow quickly to Marchand oh the self pass inside he scores Brad Marchand Brandon Carlo registers the first point of his National Hockey League career, getting an assist. It was pretty crazy. I was uh, probably more excited for uh, Marshy at that point because he made a really nice play and got almost a highlight reel goal there. So um, I was glad to move it up and make the right play. But um, overall, it was really cool to uh, just be in that experience and that atmosphere and get my first point.
as that year started, I think it was just such a whirlwind and I was just having so much fun playing hockey that I didn't even recognize where I was at times. Carlo's first NHL goal! Brandon Carlo rings one off the pipe! Then I was there still at Christmas and they told me to move into a place and that's when I was finally like, wow, maybe, okay, I can stick around for this entire year and was uh, very blessed to, to make that jump so, so fast. Radulov feathers it back to Bollier. Carlo gets down and blocks the centering pass. We're rolling around to the end of the 2017 season. You've had a terrific rookie year. Carlo gets the stick on it. And it ends in a snap. I got an injured Bruin here. It's Carlo in the yeah, corner. Carlo was losing his balance and went into the boards awkwardly with Ovechkin on him on the forecheck. Take me back to that moment where you're going back to the corner and then the lights go out. Yeah. Um, was just going back on a puck, just like we have to do a million times uh, a year. Going back, just wanted to make a play on that puck and kind of got hit a little bit from behind. My head jammed in the glass a little bit. And from that moment on, I saw a lot of things floating around in my eyes. I can see it in my eyes when Obi pulls him sideways with the stick and Brandon goes up and Obi hits him. I mean, Obi's a big man and he hits hard. I mean, but I just watching the whole thing happen was just like, you know, it just it just stops. But I mean, you can remember every second of it happening. He kind of pulls him sideways and Brandon goes against the board and he gets, it just stopped. And you're just like, like time stop. He's a little woozy. They're going to have to make sure he's all right. To play all 82 games and then not have that special moment of, you know, being part of the playoffs is very difficult for him to sit up in the press box. You start to see the teams that are getting into playoffs and all the excitement is starting to build up and you're just ready for that. You know, you, you want to be a part of it. You're excited. It was going to be my first experience with it. So uh, just the energy level from that was bringing me through those last you know, 10 games there. And unfortunately it didn't work out that year uh, for me to be able to play in the playoffs, but the lessons that I learned from it. And the Bruins out of sudden death live to skate again. Being able to watch the game, um, seeing the speed of it, seeing how the crowd was. I tried to take as much as I could from the outsider or, or the fan perspective and, and learn so that I could be prepared the next year. And then the next year didn't happen either. Carlo goes for a tumble. Playoff bound. Fate befell him again in game 76. And Carlo slow to get up. And that was a hard, hard time mentally. That's the same corner in which Brandon Carlo got KO'd by Alex Ovechkin in game 82 last season and missed the entire playoffs because of a concussion. The second year. He doesn't get to go to the playoffs. Can you take me back to the uh, the fibula injury? Did yeah. you know it was broken right away? For sure. Um, it was just an awkward fall. I, I felt a pop in there and my leg felt a little loose at times. So it's not a big weight bearing bone. So it didn't hurt that bad, honestly. But from the way that my leg twisted in the pop, I knew there was something going on from my, at least my knee down. How did you deal with that after yeah. the previous season? The first couple of weeks were hard. Uh, a lot of questions, um, you know, from my religious background, uh, just questioning things like why. But overall, I recognize that, you know, there's things that happen for a reason. Definitely humbling experience, but overall happy with, you know, the way that things have gone so far. Uh, didn't even imagine being in the NHL at this point. So very blessed to join the league when I was 19. Um, this year, finally getting that dose of the playoffs was one of the best experiences of my life. Just so much fun, all the energy, all the stuff 
all that buildup that I've had from the past three years of uh, not being able to be a part of it and finally getting in there uh, was well worth the wait. Once you clinch that, clinch that spot and know that you're going there, it's uh, really exciting and not hard to keep your focus, but you know, you get, you get the thoughts in your head of, of moving to that next step. His heart pounding, his playoff debut finally a reality. Brandon Carlo was the embodiment of faith rewarded. Take me through the 2019 playoffs because we really saw you blossom as a guy on whom teammates yeah. could count on when it was crunch time, when it was winning time, when it was time to shut elite scorers down yeah. for good yeah. for the season. It was awesome. Um, I remember playing in Minnesota my last game of the year and I was just praying, like, I just don't get hurt. Everybody was like, let's wrap him in bubble wrap and just keep him off the ice. We need Cardinal for playoffs, but let's just put him in bubble wrap. Finally, the, the playoffs come around. We're, we're playing Toronto, a team that we played a lot. Two teams which know each other well and there is growing contempt for one another. A lot of excitement wrapped around that series. It was so funny to see like 30 Cardinal jerseys walking in a crowd going down the road. How proud can you be to see your son playing in, in the playoffs? Went back to my religious background and tried to calm myself down. The stakes are a lot higher. Um, you don't want to make a mistake because it could be a big uh, situation in the series on which way it tilts. So whenever the pace or the level kind of bumps up, I feel like I do better in those situations. It just gives me less time to think. and go out there and play and just be a part of the atmosphere. Rebound, they score! Brandon Carlo shorthanded. Ready for each moment. Carlo Rister, Biddington, they score! Brandon Carlo celebrates. He bounced in a Rister from the far point. It squeezes through Biddington. Even though it didn't result in the way that we wanted it to, you know, missing two years of the playoffs, I got about as much playoff experience as you can now. So as I've uh, thought about it more and more, um, that experience is, was very hard to, to deal with, with losing and whatnot, but uh, it's only prepared you know, every guy on that team more for what's, what's to come, and I truly believe there's gonna be more to come. You're going against the most elite athletes in the world. Frequently, every shift, at least every other shift, yeah. Do you ever take a step back and say like, wow, yeah, it's working out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, I remember my first year, there was a situation, it was four on four, we were in Pittsburgh. I don't even remember it that clearly, but we were lining up at a face-off in our defensive zone, and it was Measy, Bergie Marshy, and Tukes and Net. And then on the other side, uh, I think they were playing three forwards, I don't know but it was uh, Sid, Malkin, Kessel, and uh, Latang. And I remember just lining up for that face-off and I'm looking around and I literally thought to myself, am I supposed to be on the ice? <laughs> you know, I was, what am I doing here? And so those kind of moments are very cool to uh, think about, you know, uh, in the future and past events. But uh, for now, I try to just remain confident and know that I'm supposed to be here and in this league. One of the words that comes to mind is, you know, success. He's had success with this. He put in a lot of hard work. And to see that come about where he actually made it to the NHL is 
amazing. We're so proud of you. We love you, baby. When I really think about it, if I had to describe what it's like for him, he's grateful. The feeling I get from you is what you do carries at least as much weight as what you say. And if you don't do what you say, what you say doesn't really matter. Yeah, I think there's definitely a statement to be said there with that, uh, something that I truly believe. Outside of hockey, you're, you're a person as well, and I try to buy into that as much as I can. Uh, it can be difficult at times, um, you know, everybody goes through their ups and downs, but um, there's a lot of positive to be had in this life that you can, you know, have within yourself, but also um, move outwards towards other people. And as I've gotten to, you know, be more familiar in the NHL, the religious background has been growing for me. Um, you know, I, I try to do things that would be more positive in the eyes of God. Uh, in a way of helping others and just being kind. Just trying to be the best person that you can, I feel like for me, has helped me develop my hockey career as well. Just um, I feel like if I'm in tune with who I am as a person, it helps me more so on the ice. My story is part of the Nesson Podcast Network. The home for New England sports.